Thomas, I think it's the Raptors Them podcast we're doing today. Hello, everyone. <laughs> the second, it's the third episode. Uh, well, well, I don't know how this episode's going to get out. Actually, no, this will be the second because third this will just let, episode. Let me give because your editor here is the, the editor best. is lazy, and when you have talent but you don't you don't take advantage of it, this is what you become. You're filming a podcast in your bedroom. That's what Thomas is at, sipping wine. But hey, we're having a good time. It's a Sunday night. Who gives a fuck? Barnyani's Rap. here. Barnyani's here. Guest. JV, JV came back to back home in front of no fans. Mm. <laughs> so did Lowry. Most depressing. <laughs> Most depressing returns home for... Can I? Did you see that picture the other day of Lowry when he returned home? It was so depressing. He was it was literally out. him being handed like something from the Raptors front office or something, and then like him just like waving, and then in the background there's just a bunch of empty seats. I'm so mad. Like, listen, could they have at least put these like new restrictions have- in? Could have they waited for like Lowry's return game at least, and have like at least half a crowd be there for Lowry's return home? Like, come on. <laughs> Like, I get it. There's, like, bigger things, right, than basketball. But, like, you know, Lowry's kind of a nah. the franchise goat, right? You know? They should have. I would have liked to I would have liked to see that, you know? <laughs> kind of kind of sucks. Hey, do you want some Pinot? I poured some Pinot Gris, and you didn't get any yet. The fuck do you, what do you think this is here for? Tom is um, really lazy today. Doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. It's okay. It's the Raptors dead, so, you know, we take our time with things. It's going to be a good night. How you doing? Welcome. Do you shut my fan off? I I am filming a podcast. The, the number one thing you should remember to shut off as a fan and it is full blast and i did everything to set up except shut off that fucking fan huh? oh yes yes hold on hold on wait i gotta i gotta hold on hold on hold on hold on i gotta tell them what type of wine it is this is the Heller family, Vineyards. Over 50 years, Pinot Grigio. Crafted with over 50 years of winemaking tradition, the Pinot Grigio is made from grapes picked from the finest vineyards in Canada. This is how you know it's shit. This is how you know that it is low quality wine. Sorry, JJ Reddick, we do not have two grand bottles on our podcast, but we have $20 bottles of Bargnani. We didn't even get a cup for him. He, he doesn't even have a chair. <laughs> this is the special guest. We need to actually have... Okay. We need to start a petition to actually get Andrea Bargnani on the podcast. I think I mentioned it because... Well, this is actually a trailer. This is actually a trailer, the statue, pretty much. Or a teaser, I should say. Of... My Andrea Bargnani. Hey, throw I'd down. Like to, I, what, I'd sorry. like to. I'd like to. 
I'd like to praise a toast. I want to. I want to raise a toast quickly. By the way. Oh yeah. So actually, while you're, you know, before you continue, this, what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Raise a toast to the man on your right, and if you're watching, viewers on your left, Andrea Bargnani. We got a cheers to Andrea Bargnani. Also, cheers to Fred Van Vliet, all star. Fred fucking Van Vliet. Men's playing like Curry out there. Cheers to six in a row. Better than Curry right now. Cheers, Cheers to si- six. Yo, back up from your mic. Five. Five in a row. What are you talking about? No, I swear it's six in a row now. You're tripping. You're tripping. No, 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 no. You're tripping. You got your facts. One, two, wrong. three, four, five, six. Yep. Six in a row. Oh. Yep. Oh, I looked at that wrong. Oh, I'm a dumbass. Oh. Cheers to six in a row. Cheers to six in a row. I thought they lost to the. I, I was looking at the Warriors game and I was. I looked at the score. The right Raptors here. are on the but rise, cheers. baby. Seventh seed. Seventh seed. Wait, did we go up on. in the table? We may have oh. gone. Not. Nah, we didn't. Right We're now, still we seventh seed. Seven. Yeah. But hey, Cavs are twenty-two and seventeen, and they're facing Warriors with Clay. So we'll see how that goes hopefully they lose tonight shout out to clay thompson uh shout out to clay thompson cheers cheers clay thompson well we did we already cheers but again hats off to clay thompson two years coming back god bless yeah people in toronto uh, will still try to cover up that we didn't boo for kevin that we did that we booed sorry for kevin durant they'll still try and say that we didn't um, that was, to be honest, that was the one time as a Raptors fan I hated being a Raptors fan. Even though I was, I was just as excited as everybody else. I'm not gonna lie. I was, like, you know, I think every Raptors fan was like, oh, wow, we have a real shot here, you know. But still, like, it's still, it's still nothing you want to see, right? Oh, but especially the Clay Thompson injury afterwards, that was brutal, man. That was a brutal injury. I know it was. Uh... And it sucks that an injury like that sorry but it sucks that an injury like that came during a a game where the raptors made history like that you know like a part of that finals game is going to be remembered for the clay thompson injury you know and it's like almost like you know what do you you know people are going to remembering now that finals and they're like you know they're probably watching back the highlights of clay thompson's injury and not remember and you know that was still the night that the Raptors won. And it's just, I don't know, like, you know, you get what I'm trying to say? It just kind of, it sucks that something so horrible happened do on such a think, special night, you know? Do you believe, as a Raptors fan, with without any bias, that there is a president to be set, president, yeah, president to be set for the Raptors championship because of Kevin Durant going down and Klay Thompson going down? It's precedent. Precedent. I, I, I <laughs> it's, it's not okay, precedent. Though. It's not. <laughs> we. Yeah, it's okay. My so bad. What do you? Mean, what do you? What? So. Okay. Let me repeat. Oh, like. Oh, oh. I, I see what you. I see what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um. Like, is there like have people kind of been like, oh, like we shouldn't do that now that the Raptors. Well, no. It's just like I think that we were just an outlier. I think I think most of the most fan. Listen, I'm not trying to. Listen, I I love us Raptors fans. I think we're all a great community. I mm. think we generally get. I think we get a lot of hate for no reason, and I think we're called like you know, people don't give us a lot of respect. You know, our team too. You know, we've all we all know how our team doesn't get 
respected the same as all these American Never. NBA teams out there. But I will say one thing. We messed up with that Kevin Durant thing, man. We really did. And when everybody in the States was giving Raptors fans crap for it, it wasn't a thing of, oh, they don't like the Raptors. Nah, it's, it's just, you know, rap, we were being disrespectful, man. You know? And I, and I get it. You know, there's only like a few... You know, there's, well, not only, geez, you know, there was only like, you know, the thousands of people in that stadium doesn't account for every Raptors fan out there, but the fans in that stadium that night were disgusting, right? So anyways, Fred Van Vliet, man, what do you have to say? You know, Fred what Van can you Vliet. say? Mm. He's a goat. My God. Fred Van Vliet. You, number one, have the nicest lineup I've ever seen. Yes. Second of all, I feel Definitely. like me talking about... See, I told you about the thing with his son, okay? And I made myself look like I should be on a list that I should never be on. But here's the thing, <laughs> okay? <laughs> here's the thing. That was an awful joke, but it's fine. We yeah, you're, you're, uh, yeah, yeah, your explanation for... Fred Van Vliet being an all-star is Fred Van Vliet's baby. Fred Van Vliet Jr. is kid. By the way, his name's Fred Van Vliet Jr. And I said this because I said ever since that baby was born, Fred Van Vliet has been going off. He helped the Raptors. He suddenly became like an all-star overnight for the Raptors in the finals pretty much and carried with yeah. Kawhi because they were pretty much double-teaming Kawhi the whole finals. Most of the most attention was on him. So anyways... After I said that, like, then he had the triple-double night. And he's just been consistently doing the same thing since. Like, not triple-double. Yeah, like, like, tonight, like tonight he had uh, 32 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. Not close to triple-double again, but still, man. This guy's been crazy, crazy Amazing. efficient. Uh, I got to see his uh, shot. almost shots. 50% from 3. Last yeah. like six games. Shout out to Pascal too, man, uh, against the Pels mm. tonight. 29, 7, and 10. Uh the seven assists especially um gives me a lot of uh hope because I think Freddie and Pascal are showing themselves to be the primary playmakers and just the leaders of this team, you know? Mm. And I think it's we were all expecting that going into the season, but like I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't expecting like with the way the Raptors are playing right now, fully healthy. Like, man, I was, I, I'm not expecting the results to be, I wasn't expecting the results to be this good. Uh, seriously, we're looking really good now. And like the Pels, though, I got to be fair, have been looking better, but still aren't the best team. And yeah. we only beat them by four points. And they're also missing Zion too. So we got to take that into, uh, into account. Um, But, uh, you know, I think, I think in general though, like, especially now finally having the team healthy because i don't think i think most of the season you know we haven't really been fully healthy until now you know there's parts when you know pascal came back and then og and anobi got injured and then you know uh og is back and then well actually you know it's just been mostly og and anobi to be honest that's been dealing with a lot of these injuries as also siakam as well um but now having everybody back like you know we look like a team, man. We look like honestly, like especially with our with Fred, Freddie, and Pascal looking like the all stars. I like this team because it's almost like 
Now listen, I'm not saying like the Lowry and DeMar days were amazing. And we're not on like, you know, I don't think we're as good to be like a first seed anymore, like like how we were before with DeMar and Lowry. But like, you know, Freddie and Pascal, they're like a nice two-man all-star duo to have with our young players right now. And it's almost like another like Lowry DeMar kind of situation. But it's cool now because we got like a small ball five slash power forward as one of our all-stars and a combo guard shooting like deadly shooter <laughs> not even deadly shooter you know what i mean just mm. we have steady freddy in that position who's just been killing it so yeah well i like freddy. i like the direction of the team right now man i like it and yeah scotty's not been getting as many touches but still sorry i've been rambling on <laughs> um, what do you think of the game tonight talk for five minutes and then you just ask me out of the blue <laughs> yeah thanks thomas I'm, i still exist over here i'm just sipping my wine listening to you go on for two, five minutes five minutes to ten minutes like yo mm. it's okay i'm just joking well okay well the game tonight was was interesting because jonas valanciunas obviously had his return brandon ingram was coming back I don't know if he came back this game or he might have come back the last game. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. But regardless, uh, it was an interesting game. It was close throughout the whole game pretty much. Um, the difference maker in the end of the day, obviously, was Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, we keep giving him praise and we're going to keep giving him praise every episode until the All-Star game because he deserves an All-Star appearance. And if he doesn't, me and Thomas are going to go on a one-week tirade with five episodes day after day just yelling in the mic about why Fred Van Vliet was not an all-star and, and and that I think I think it's warranted the guy is sensational his playmaking is something that I've never thought he would ever even touch you know eight assists last game 10 10 assists 10 rebounds 30 his his defensive ability this year the, his defensive effort is incredible you see the block Last night against Utah, I think it was against um, Royce O'Neal, if I'm, I I remember, you know, a block, two steals in the trip game. He had the triple double, like, and then tonight, you know, end of the game, the game is tight. It's 96-96. Just all the confidence in the world, 40, 50 feet out, just bang, bang, right away, and then goes again, just gets the ball. Does he's he's open for the mid range shot, but now he takes it out to the three point line shoots it just to hit the dagger once again mm. Mm. Fred Van Vliet is amazing Fred Van yeah. Vliet is an all-star his son made him good and that is all I have to say <laughs> yeah and you definitely you mentioned uh you mentioned his playmaking there as if you know and that's one thing too I was definitely surprised about so far this season is how yeah. good his playmaking was been uh, has been sorry um and I was thinking about it and uh, before the season and I was thinking you know I thought that his assists were going to go up naturally with being more of a, a primary ball handler on the team with Lowry gone but I didn't know to the extent of how good he would be being in that role because I've always kind of seen him as a combo guard but mostly kind of like a shooting guard 
um, rather than a point guard and a main facilitator. But I remember it earlier, um, actually, shout out to JJ Redick again, uh, in his podcast with Fred Van Vliet, they did an interview and Fred was talking about how he's naturally a point guard, he feels. And we're seeing that this year. That's true. We really are. You know, because um, his playmaking has been sensational, like you've said. He's definitely taken a huge jump and he's shown a lot of improvement over the uh, season um, and ha- as the season's gone along as being the primary ball handler and distributor. And I think, um, again, like if he's keeping on this pace, if he doesn't get an all star. <laughs> appearance man um sorry just like probably yelled and i'm like there but anyway it's fine it's um, fine if he doesn't get an all-star yell over van if he doesn't get an all-star appearance though man i'm going to be livid all right get Kyrie is bummy you know what out of here get the freaking and i just want to say fleet in there man by the way did you make your all-star vote mm-hmm. did you put in your of all-star vote of course i did I'm not gonna. Man, I'm not gonna front. I'm not gonna front. I haven't done it yet. Mm. I'm doing it right now. I yell about every at everyone. In no, the no, no, no. I, to, I, you cannot sit here on this podcast. Oh, I wish I had a soundboard right now. I would destroy you. <laughs> no, Thomas, you cannot sit here on this podcast and say shit like that. It's not allowed. Go on right now. I'm voting for Pascal. Oh, right now. Right I'm now. Voting for Pascal. Right now. I'm voting for all the boys. Don't worry. I'm gonna make my, you know, I'm gonna pick the rest of my All Star votes right yeah. now. All you gotta well, do is I retweet picked, on picked... Twitter. All you gotta do, sorry, Thomas, you just need to shut up now because nobody wants to hear you talk. Anyways, so, okay, that that was mean, <laughs> but. <laughs> Man, you make me I'm sad sorry. sometimes. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Mm. Anyways, all jokes aside, everyone, please, if you're listening, hey, go uh, vote for Fred Van Vliet. Thomas, really? Please sorry. go vote for Fred Van Vliet by retweeting just Fred. Oh, what the fuck? What the hell just happened in my room? What happened in your room? I was off. My lights thing. shut off. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Give me a sec. We're having some technical diff. Oh, sorry. We're having some technical difficulties here. This guy, uh, <laughs> this guy's like going through a scouring his room over here. Find a light. Okay. Well, while he's uh, trying to figure out where his uh, his things are, um, his light, Jesus, this penis kind of hit at me. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about my all-star selections quickly. Uh, so for the East so far, I've been kind of really biased with my selections here. I selected our boy Kyle Lowry, of course. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, of course. Pascal Siakam. And I had to give an all-star vote to my boy, Delano Banton. Straight out of Rexdale, you know. Hit one of the craziest half-court shots I've ever seen, live. I remember I was at that game against Washington. Just comes on, 
guy from Rixdale just hits a half-court shot. One of the first things he does as a Raptor. Now I'm trying to figure out who I pick for the front court, and I think I'm going to go Jonas Valanciunas. I wish they had a way that I could pick. Michael, so I'm trying to pick a for my... Uh, Oh, you got the lights up? Good. I was on the I was on a different tab. I'm picking the All Star. So for my All Star team, for the, I picked all Raptors or former Raptors, right? But what I did was I picked Kyle Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam, and get, wait for this, Delano Banton, man. <laughs> Give Delano Banton a vote, my guy from Rexdale. I need the man from Rexdale to be an All Star. Who cares if he's averaging three points? Give him an all-star vote. He's not going to get any all-star votes. No, listen, alone. but imagine, imagine, Michael, me and you give him an all-star vote, and then he's going to look, he's going to be like, I got two votes. Give him some love, man. I wonder. He's our it. guy. It's our guy from Rexdale playing on the Raptors. We need to show him some support. And I'm also going to give an all-star vote. Oh, wait, I forgot he was in the East. I mean, in the West. Crap. Who's... Damn it. All right, so we are going to make our teams right now. I already voted for Freddy, but I'm going to add him to my All-Star team right now. Uh, oh, this is going to be a fun... This could be a fun little episode that, that's coming up, yeah? We just talked about the, the Pelicans game. making our... Oh no, we'll we'll get to the Pelicans game. We're just making our our all-star teams right now. Okay, so who should I add in the East front court? I'm thinking Kem Birch. Okay. Imagine Kem Birch was an all-star. Absolute, yes. Scotty Barnes. I can do I can do Precious Achua because he's garbage. Or Achua. Scotty Barnes. Scotty, yeah, what am I saying? Wait, Scotty Barnes, what am I doing? Jesus. Hey, DeMar DeRozan is definitely on the team. Actually, I wanted to talk about Scotty Barnes. Actually, wait, yo, Siakam. Do you think Scotty's, like, taking a hit, a bad hit now that everybody's back? Like, do you think he's going to go down? Like, do you think he's still going to be averaging 14 uh, 14 points, 4 assists, 8 rebounds? Well, I think it's only natural. I think he's gonna go down to like ten. It just, I think, I think we're gonna see. I think it's better for him though that he's playing now with everybody healthy, of course, just because you know he needs to be in the kind of you know in our system more with everybody healthy than rather just being the primary guy, you know. Well, but, hmm, yeah. Well, I feel like he is a rookie still, you know. Yeah. Regardless of how good he is, you know, guys like Siakam, Van Vliet, and OG, they're the core of the team, and we all know that. <laughs> but he'll get his time, and he's amazing. I love – he's added this little floater game recently where he's been really he's been really going to that heavy the last couple games, and I've really liked it. You know, so I don't expect – listen, Scotty Barnes is on a team right now in his rookie season. And he's already proven that he's going to be amazing. He doesn't have to go out and average 20 points. So even if he takes a hit, so on, like you said, it doesn't matter because, you know, it's only, it's only, you know, common because his usage is going to go down as these guys all come back. And 
with the team that we have, you know, we have an, we have so many guys that need the ball in their hands to be effective that it's okay. Just his defensive impact alone is a is a you know a big big plus to this team. Even if he's not having a great night shooting wise, even if he's not a- averaging 15, 60 points a game, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to, and that is yeah, the beauty of for the now. team that we have right now. For, for now. now. But that is the beauty of this team. Yeah. um, And I think that's always kind of been a strength of the Raptors. But I think for now, it's probably the perfect situation for Scotty being kind of just not having to do everything on the ball, getting his, you know, just kind of learning how to be more of the primary guy eventually, kind of being more uh, led led into that role than rather than just thrown into it, kind of like how he had to uh, be in the beginning of the season. Um, with everybody being injured um, but I think uh, Scotty even though everybody's back and I think his usage obviously is going to go down and um, his stats are going to look a lot worse and I think some I think obviously most I'm not trying to say Raptors fans are stupid or anything of course not but I think you know you know people of course you know it's the internet and stuff people tend to overreact so I just hope that like if Scotty's posting up 7 points 10 points consistently a night everybody's like what happened to him you know i hope people don't kind of make these graphics or just basketball fans in general make these graphics but how scotty's fallen off mid-season you know because it's just a it's a situational thing and i think he's been having an amazing season personally as a raptors fan i gotta be honest hmm. i don't know if he's a rookie of the year and i think that's a big hot take of the year I'm sorry, man. I, I got to call it as it is, man. Evan Mobley has just been amazing. And I think situationally as well, they lean more into Evan Mobley. Players are injured as, you know, Gar- no, Colin Sexton and Ricky Rubio are out on that team. So it's basically Garland and Mobley as the two primary guys uh, beside Jared Allen. But mostly Mobley and Garland. Um, but actually, Allen's been an all-star. So I can't say. But anyways, so Mobley is just going to get more off of the ball more opportunity and generally i'm not saying scotty won't be better than mobley or has potential could potentially be better but right now this season mobley's been better than scotty barnes but i love scotty barnes i'm not gonna lie man he's been fantastic this season and even when he's not scoring the most he's been good um so who do you have on sorry go on well i feel like evan mobley in my well first of all before i say anything about evan mobley's talent I wanted the Raptors to draft Evan Mobley for a very, very long time, and I was really excited when we had the four, when we got into the top four. But I was really pissed when we didn't get into the top three because I knew he wouldn't fall. So, regardless, I'm happy with Scotty Barnes. But Evan Mobley, in my opinion, this is going to be a hot take. But you know, if I'm right, years on from now, we're going to look at this and be like, I predicted it. Shit. Evan Mobley, in my opinion, is going to be the second coming of... Oh, what happened? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So, sorry for stopping. But anyways... Let me guess uh, what player, let me guess what player you're going to Evan Mobley say. is going to be the second coming of Kevin Kevin Durant. Garnett. And Kevin, oh. Not Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, yep. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He looks amazing, he, man. He has Defensive Player of the Year, like, already defensive player of the year ability in terms of the way he can defend he can i've watched so many games where you know he has one guy cutting no he has one guy like he's in front of him always you can never be behind the guy he's always in front of you and then 
he'll have another guy cutting beside him. Just the ball will get cut to him just instantly. Like he doesn't even have to move because he's so lengthy and he has such a big wingspan. And he's so good because he just quickly, right away, right on the next man. Always like every shot that he that that is in the paint is contested by Evan Mobley. Any any shot. And you know, I've watched some games and you know, he's been really, you know, monster, going to man. his mid-range. He's been really going to his mid-range a lot. Um so dude, like if he can develop a really good mid-range shot, he is by far he he is by far like I I I don't think I'm too far I don't think I'm too crazy for saying that that he can do what I said. Mm. Be Kevin Garnett. Here's more of a interesting question. Yeah. What do you think? Where do you think Scotty Barnes can be realistically? Because you know where I see kind of Scotty Barnes. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. Damn it. Uh, wait. Let me see. Right now, I'm, I'm still, by the way, I'm making my all-star team at the moment. And I'm going to release that shortly to you, Tom. It's going to mm-hmm. be nice. This is what we do here, guys. It's been a, it's been a good year. Oh. No, wait, I'm good. looking up. Uh, so what are you show doing? something here. Hmm? So I'm trying to, because I wanted to ask... What you think Scotty Barnes is ceiling is? Scotty Barnes' ceiling is ceiling. Now I'm gonna tell you right now. Now this is kind of crazy. Um, but I think his floor. I think his. Okay, I'm. I might. I don't know how people are gonna feel about me saying this, but I generally think not his floor. But I generally think, like, most realistically, what he could be, maybe just a little bit worse of a, well, not a little bit, but, like, maybe just worse of a three-point shooter. But I think he can generally get up there with to be, like, a better version of P.J. Stojakovic. Whoa. You think so? Yeah, P.J. Stojakovic, man. He was good. He was an amazing player. Or am, am I thinking the right guy? Or am yeah. I thinking... <laughs> You're yeah, the, he's on the AK forty seven. AK forty seven. Yeah, AK forty seven. So why I'm do you think they're this? the right guy? Well, I think both of them are, you know, big forwards who, I think Scotty has a better has a better vision for the game, but I think generally they they they're both amazing defenders. Um, they're both amazing rebounders i think scotty again can be a bit better in that in that thing just based off his phys, uh thing jesus uh better in that category uh just based off his physical profile and what he's shown so far this season um and i don't know though i just think like you know pj stoyakovich was one of those guys that um well first of all he was a lethal three-point shooter and i don't think scotty can get to that point um, to be like a deadly three-point shooter, like one of the best in the league. But I think he can get up there. Like, I don't think he can be like amazing, but I think he's shown this season that he's going to take enough attempts at it and and practice enough where I think he's going to get to a point where he can be like a 36% three-point or 37% three-point shooter on like five attempts per game, mm. you know? 
which is pretty decent, right? Or five or six attempts per game, maybe even, right? I given have a question. His, his usage, yeah. Do you think Scotty will develop a three-point shot where he'll be confident enough, let's say, to take around seven to eight attempts a game? I don't think he's going to be there. He's already tried that before. Yeah, but the thing is, first of all, you got to just... You got to look at the situation, right? When he's given the primary ball handling uh, uh, opportunity... Sorry, opportunities. (laughs) Jesus. Are Um, you drinking too too much Pinotan? No, I'm good. Uh, (laughs) I'm good, man. I'm good. No, so when he's given the primary ball uh, handling opportunities, he's going to naturally take more threes either way right um but i think if you're asking if he can if he can handle those kind of shots if he can take those kind of shots yeah man he's shown this season like listen he can already hit from the mid-range he's not a terrible free throw shooter and i think honestly that just shows signs right there that he can develop a good shot and he's already he already has a good shot like it's not like he's coming in like ben simmons like you know what i mean which people i feel like like i feel like when i was watching um like some draft uh, scouts uh, talk about Scotty Barnes. Um, they were just like, yeah, his shots, like nothing. Like he has no offensive game. And then, you know, he surprised me a lot this season with his mid-range game well, and everything. There were also a lot of scouts that thought that Andrew Wiggins was going to be the second coming of LeBron James. But things mm. don't work out the way Hey, you don't diss Andrew Wiggins, man. Andrew Wiggins has been an all-star this year. Andrew Wiggins has been amazing this year, man. Speaking of which, can I give you my team finally, please? Sure. It'll be nice. Okay, thank you. Oh, so well, you were talking about Scotty Burns and crap, man. I know. I know. <laughs> Before we dive into this team, the MVP of the All-Star game without it even being played is Andrea Bargnani. Second of all, my team is not of guys that I know for a fact are going to be all-stars. For example, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, or Steph Curry. It's we just understand. all guys that I think I deserve it. Well, maybe other people don't understand. The world doesn't revolve around you, Tom. Nobody cares. So, Wait, Are you actually giving your real picks? These are picks that I think should be all-stars. But I know they're, what I'm trying to get at is like they're not guaranteed guys. Like I know that I would put Jokic and stuff because they're obviously all-stars. But these aren't guys like that I know. Like I know they're already going to be in the all-star game. So I'm giving them votes because I want these guys in. If that makes sense. Regardless. I'm so pissed off. I did. Why? I'm trying to sp- select Patrick Patterson for an all-star selection, and I can't find him. Patrick Patterson. Okay, I think you're going to the team. the fuck is Patrick Patterson? Patrick Patterson doesn't exist anymore. He retired? He played like four four seasons in the league, and then he was done. No, I'm joking. Actually- Where the fuck is he? Okay, what's your all-star Shout team? out to Jared Selinger if you want to come on the podcast. Let's just name like abrupt Raptors players that no one can remember. Jared Selinger. I think Anthony Bennett was here for like a week. Mm. Anthony Bennett should be on the podcast. Luis Scola. Legend. Luis Scola. Legend. Legend. Respects to Luis Scola. He was no... Don't don't mention Luis Scola with PJ Jared Tucker. Selinger. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker's good, man. Why are you... 
You're mentioning good players next no, no, no. to Jared Sullinger. Hold on, hold on. And you're disrespecting the them. The reason why I brought up PJ Tucker is because he deserves a lot more respect. The Raptors disrespected them after drafting him and they cut him. So we got fucked man, up. Man, PJ Tucker would have been nice, man. Yeah. Okay. But um, sir, what's your all star team? All right, well, my East team is going to be Siakam, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Van Vliet. Um, my East team is DeJounte Murray, Jalen Brunson, Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram, and Rudy Gobert. I like the Jalen Brunson pick, but I think, yeah. I don't know. You want to hear my West team so far? So you've heard my East with like Lowry and everything. My West team so far is Norman Powell, Valanciunas, and Bismack Biombo. Shout out to Bismack Biombo coming back into the league. Hold on, wait a minute. I have to change Darius Garland actually to the actual MVP. You know who I want the Raptors to sign on a 10-day exception? Man. Actually, you know what? Vince Carter. No, 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 no. I got to give Ooh. a shout out to my to the man. The man who got a ring without even playing a single minute. Jeremy Lin. Yeah. All these all these 10-day exceptions are being handed out. I'm giving Lance Stevenson an all-star vote. We need to see Jeremy Vin, Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Vin. Jeremy Lin come back, man. Everybody give Lance Stevenson an all-star vote. He yeah. he made a disgusting pass to Sabonis last night and then he was dancing after. I love, shout out to Lance Stevenson, love him. Lance Stevenson's getting my all-star vote, Tom. I'm not even joking. Let's go, Lance. So have you liked uh, OG Ananobi since he's come back from injury? Fully. Well, well, I guess COVID and injury. Oh, well, I'll bleep mm. it out. You know what I mean? Ananobi's been good. Yeah, he's been hitting his threes. He's been... Uh, I don't know if he's been okay. Getting back up. I, I, I'd like to see how he plays with more of a... I'm not saying lesser role. I think he's still going to be predominantly used in the offense. But I feel like with Siakam there now, it's going to be interesting to see how he how he's used. But I think... Um, I don't know. I think his improvement over the season is going to be nice uh, to see. Yeah. And he, to didn't watch. Best, he didn't have a great night tonight. See, the thing is with, with, with OG that I get worried about is that I feel like sometimes Nick Nurse uses him primarily as a shooter. Nick Nurse's and rotations are awful. Let's just say that. But What do you mean? Hmm? What do you mean? Defend. Well, not the rotation. Back up your case. Well, well not his rotation. Well, I just... I don't think his rotations are awful. Sorry, but I just... I think that there's some guys that deserve more minutes than he gives them. You know? Okay. Like, cool. like, I feel like I would want him to be more solid on, you know, Boucher or Kem Birch and Precious. You know, on who deserves more. Give him a solid opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Because he I sort feel of like divides up their minutes equally, and I, he, I think I've, like, I think Kem Birch and Chris Boucher are better than Precious most nights. So I think that they should be getting more minutes. I don't know if that's controversial to say, but I mean. Chris Boucher's Boucher been, like, Chris Boucher tonight. Let me see their minutes tonight. Yeah, so Chris Boucher played a bit more, you know. But 
like Chris Boucher at 28, Precious at 27, Ken Birch at 21. I don't think Precious should be getting 27. That's just my opinion. Like, I think Ken Birch deserves more minutes. Um, or, or Chris Boucher. Just give a bit more minutes to them. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But, hey, we're on a six-game win streak. I can't complain about I guess, so. But, yeah, OG Ananobi had a um, bad night. He had a really bad night. Yeah, I didn't have the best night. At all. Um... I would say though that um, Jesus, I think with Nick Nurse, I think though he is a bit justified with his rotation sometimes because I feel like he just plays to the game and he kind of just adjusts his lineups according to the matchup itself. So, for example, we were facing a very dominant rim presence, of course, in Jonas Valanciunas tonight. So we start Ken Birch there with. Pascal Siakam at the power forward, but we've seen in some games before where Siakam's been playing in the center position. I was actually just talking about that in the last podcast. So I think I think Nick Nurse is actually really good with his rotations. I would actually mm. that's why I kind of was looked shocked when you were saying that you hate his rotations. Because I think I think you're looking at it from a place that where it's like <laughs> it was no but i think i, I get it because it's like <laughs> but i get it because it's like it's almost like the same thing where i feel like um that i see because i shout out to nick's fan tv by the way i watch a lot of nick's fan tv just because i like the way they do things on their podcast and listening to new yorkers yell about nick the knicks is fun um but on their show they yell a lot about well they don't yell but you know what i mean they talk a lot about especially knicks fans that call in they talk a lot about how why is uh, this guy not getting minutes over this guy and you know i want to see quentin grimes getting minutes i want to see this guy getting product why are they getting why is top and only getting 13 minutes a game you know and then getting this and i think nick nurse is kind of the same way just not as bad as thibodeau is because thibodeau will just kind of play guys based on if they're playing good and if they're mm-hmm. playing bad after like 10 minutes we'll take them out and then just leave them kind of like away from the game for the rest of it mm-hmm. but nick nurse just Nick Nurse just plays minutes and adjusts minutes based on what is best for the matchup. And that's what he's always done. And it's what's worked for him and it's what's worked for the Raptors for a while now. Yeah, and yeah, I think right it's now. Yeah, and I think it sucks not being able to see Precious Achua, for example, not get the right time to develop uh, and start or at least get a more uh, prominent role off the bench because now Kemberch and Precious are sometimes slotted in that bench role um but at the same time it's like you know do you want to tank or do you want to be a good playoff team like we are now yeah of course i i i think that that was a big take for me i don't think that i would say looking back like now like literally looking back five minutes later uh uh, no it's not no but like i understand the frustration because like one guy i want to see a lot play for example I would love that the Raptors were just rebuilding and I could watch Delano Banton get like 30 minutes a game. Yeah, like, well, I'd love Delano it. Bent, yeah. But like, at the same time, like, well, it would be cool. But at the same time, Delano like... Delano Banton over Fred Van Vliet, though. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And it, But like, what I mean is, is like, you know, just because some guys that you like aren't getting the minutes, and I'm not saying that it's like that, but like, you know, yeah, I'd love to see Chris Boucher get some more minutes. Well, Ken you Birch know, I'd love him to see. Minutes. Yeah, Ken Birch. Or he's like better Precious. than Jokic. <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> um, 
What are we doing on this podcast? We haven't even. We said that we were going to talk about the New Orleans game. We're just jumping all over the place, but you know, it's been it's been fun. We kind of talked about it. It's been a good time. Yeah, we kind of talked about it. We well, we 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 went into what we think they're doing right. So, by the way, I I submitted my All Star. I submitted my All Star voting. I didn't even (laughs) I didn't even add the two other players because I couldn't find former Raptors in the in the West. And I think I'm going to get exposed for saying that because then everybody's going to name me former rappers in the West after this podcast. Because I was just like, I just blanked, man. I blanked. I was looking for Patrick Patterson and then I gave up. (laughs) I, did you really? No. Well, maybe I picked, I picked Lance. Man, you picked Lance. He's the Pacers legend. Pick Raptors legends. The Marcus Sauce. Oh my God, I forgot to pick Serge Ibaka. I'm such an idiot. Fuck. Serge Ibaka. Fucking Serge Ibaka, man. Legend. Guy's a blessed cooking he show. Will go there right now. He is an amazing cooking show, actually. Alan Shunis. You know what? You know what, Serge Ibaka. Wait, wait. You know what, Clay Thompson. I mean, Clay Thompson. KD said on fucking. Mm-hmm. You know what Katie said on Serge Ibaka's cooking show? What? He said, he's like, oh, if I wasn't injured, we would have kicked y'all asses. Nope. I was like, I'm like, listen, first of all, you're this guy's boy. You're just up in here saying that, yeah, we would have kicked y'all asses and stuff. Just give this guy his chance. You know, Serge Ibaka's feeling it. You know, he has his ring. He's, you know, has his own cooking show, like Gordon Ramsay up in this bitch, you know? Like, just like. Let the guy be happy, you know? Katie's just a dick. I'm sorry. I don't like Kevin Durant, man. And it's not oh. even about the Warriors. Now, nah, listen. It's not even about the Kevin Warriors Durant thing. is the most loyal. First of all, I got to say this. I got to say this. Kevin Durant's overrated to hell. That's all I got to say. Stephen Curry's, Stephen Curry's better Whoa. than Katie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, no. Listen. Wow. I'm not even I'm not even saying this. Wow. Listen. You gotta, you gotta hear my, hear, oh. hear me out for a second. I'm not even Hold saying on. this. I'm, I'm gonna come get the wine. I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta drink another glass to hear you say this. We're running There's out no of Pino time. Left. There's no yeah, Pino left. You're taking the rest of it right now. I am. All right. You have five <laughs> minutes. You have five okay. fucking minutes okay. to All tell me why this. Kevin Durant is overrated. Please. He's overrated right now. When he was playing on the Warriors, he was fantastic. He was genuinely the best player in the world, I think, or at least actually, well, because it was around 2018, I'd say he's the best player in the world, 2017, 2018. And LeBron, I think he was in his prime. So I I would say at least it was 50-50, you know what I mean? And I think in that situation too, like KD was in his prime. And the thing that I would say that set him apart in that era of his uh, career with the Warriors is that he was an amazing amazing like defensive player caliber uh, defensive player the year caliber level uh player and i think on the defensive end he was fantastic now often uh obviously after um his injuries uh after the finals and going to the nets i wasn't expecting them to be the same defensively and he he hasn't been but offensively he's been fuck, fuck you know he's been amazing right he's been kd though every the kd that we know if anything he's been the best kd that we've seen offensively right besides i guess the 2014 season with okc right um but 
I think though he gets a bit overrated because I feel like people slot him in at number one in the NBA, and I just don't think it's that like that simple, you know. Especially after the playoffs when Giannis won the championship and everybody's just slotting Durant in as the number one player in the league. When, in my opinion, to be the best player in the league, you got to be good on the. Def- you got to be not good. You got to be sensation like 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 one of the top 10 players if not the best player in the league defensively and offensively you can also defend kevin durant by saying that one of the big reasons why he first of all he was really good he was good defensively nowhere near as good as Giannis, because Giannis is a defensive player of the year no but that's the thing but but kevin durant okay carried a shorthanded pretty much broken James Harden and no Kyrie Irving Brooklyn Nets to a seven game series where he was literally like a basketball movie ending like like it was literally like one of the it was literally like a basketball movie how he lost where it was literally like foot on the line for two points like and that's how he lost can I can I I'll say my rebuttal to that then yeah tell me the first two the first two games of that series was a joke the Bucks had no Mike Budenholzer had no idea how to run his rotations or his lineup until probably like four games into that series. And once they put Giannis at center, Giannis became absolutely unstoppable. And he already was unstoppable, but he just wasn't the kind of player to bring the ball up half court, which Mike Budenholzer for some reason decided was the best idea for like three years, right? So. Once they finally decided, oh, Giannis can be a dominant post player, mm-hmm. right? That's when I feel like he became the best player in the league. Because not only can he just demolish you on the defensive end, swarm you in the perimeter, on the perimeter, like you were just talking about Mobley, but even better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he can be a dominant force in the post, a dominant force in the mid-range, sometimes hell. Sometimes we've seen dominant in the three, depending on game to game, obviously, right? Obviously, I know he's not a consistent three-point shooter. But anyways, so what I'm saying is, is that if you know, if you're gonna put KD up there just as the number one player in the league right now, if we're talking three years ago, yeah, okay, yeah. If there was a KD right now from three years ago playing, like if he was still at his Warriors level, yeah, I'd say undoubtedly he's the best player. Even if Giannis won, I'd still say KD's the best player. Kevin Durant is at a Kevin Durant level, and he always you can't. But here's the thing that I would say, and this is what annoys me about NBA fans in general: you can't go on and talk about Stephen Curry as defense and make that an excuse for why he can't be better than some players. Mm. But then say the same thing about, but then not say the same thing about Kevin Durant, and mention his defense and how it it compares to when he was on the Warriors, and if okay. it's fallen off. Now listen, I'm not saying KD is a terrible defender, but I just don't think it's on the level of Giannis, who I think is mm. the best player in the league. Well, all right, well, Kevin Durant, turn this podcast off is not overrated. Let's just get that out of the way. Kevin Durant is a different player than Giannis. He always will be. He will never be the defense player that Giannis is. And maybe at the end of 
Giannis's career, you can argue that he is better than Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant is averaging 30 points, nearly 8 rebounds, and 6 assists a game. He is doing it on really good efficiency. And he has been without Kyrie Irving most of his career. I mean, most of the season. He just came back and only playing away games. Now, here is the thing. Do I agree, do I believe that Giannis at the moment is better than Kevin Durant? Yes. And I don't think that it's bad for saying that. Right? But will I sit here and say that he is overrated when people want to say that he is the best player in the league? No. Because he definitely is proving he definitely has a case to be made for that. Now, he will never be Giannis. Just like Giannis will never may never be Jokic. Right? But and Jokic will never be Steph Curry, you know? But at the end of the day, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, bro. And he's always gonna be in the discussion for number one. And I can't blame anybody that puts him there. Regardless, you know, it's been a good podcast. We have five minutes left for the show so I think you should uh, end it off by just coming over here and cheersing with me bring the rest of the bottle over Tom and I'll light another candle it's been a really good uh, Sunday night here guys just chilling out you know, we got some really exciting things coming up more episodes coming your way next up we have our Andrea Bargnani episode that'll be fun that's just with me Drinking some more Pinot with some uh, Yanni special, you know? Thank you. Mm. Shut the door. All right. Come in the frame. We're going to end it over here. All right. You got anything to say before we end the show, though? Nobody can hear you, Tom. The mic is over here. <laughs> All right. Drake is uh, really bad. Cheers. Good night, Canada. And good night, Nunavut. We know you don't exist.